name is Lingard and my co-host is Edward Thomas. The third. The third. No. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fine, Lynn. How are you? You look so fine. I know I'm fine, girl. You, you know, so everybody fine. tells me I'm fine. I walk down the street, people are like, Oh, he's so fine. <laughs> Walked down the street two days ago and some old ladies went past me like, mm, man, if I didn't have my little cane thing here, I'd chase you down and do a little wrestling with you. I'm like, Oh, you nasty lady. <laughs> Why do you always sound like black ladies? <laughs> Because that's how Swedish women sound here. <laughs> like black ladies, <laughs> yeah. old black ladies, like oh, they're like, they're like you know, honey, <laughs> you know, honey, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but I mean, I just want to come and and just you know wrestle you down. <laughs> I have my cheese grater here. I can grate your cheese. <laughs> cheese <grater. laughs> okay. <laughs> I just have my cheese grater. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's what I see when I old ladies see me on the street. They start taking out the cheese grater. We have something for you. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. What's what's our topic today? It's not about cheese. It's not about grating. <laughs> Anything or anyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh, we're gonna. Die. We wanted to talk about. <coughs> family dynamics yes especially when you're an in-law yes so it's it's actually the dyna- dynamics we were talking just a few minutes ago about the dynamics between um the person who's actually married into the family mm-hmm. and they need to find their place in the family and mm-hmm. and it all depends a lot of times on what you're bringing with you yeah. so if you come from a, a really jacked up family situation you, you don't know how a, a Was, you do it. fine in the other jet of family. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's unhealthy here too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh wow, this is what I'm used to. <laughs> no, but I think if you come from a family that hasn't shown you much love, um, you don't get any encouragement or anything. Yeah, and then you join a or a family that's just, you know, you have introverted families. Families <laughs> like, where hmm? they don't talk about anything. They don't have. I mean, they probably have problems. Just no one ever talks about the problems. Yeah. No one ever, you know, vocalizes anything. And you get to another family where everyone's like all open and talking about their yeah the drama all the time everywhere. You know, opposites <laughs> attract, so you're usually going to get married to someone we'll who's really different from your family. Yeah. And now you're you join in, and sometimes you just don't have the tools, or maybe you just don't have the understanding, or you just don't have the energy. Yeah. To join into the other family, and all you of this introvert, you could feel isolated. Yeah, you feel frozen out of the family dynamics. <clears throat> and but most of the time, it's not the family freezing you out. Most of the time, it's not. No. It's you as the the, the married into the yeah. in law. It's you that's actually not really creating bridges of of relationship or willingness, maybe. Yeah, because I mean, because you have to try. You, you, it takes effort. So your, but your wife doesn't have any siblings. Yeah, yeah. My, my sister in law is great. I love my sister in law. Okay, so she sounds like my wife. It's really scary when she calls. But she's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she's nice, but she still. Sometimes I don't know who I'm talking to. Are they to. twins? No, 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 no. no they're no, just they're sisters. like three years apart or something. Okay. So it's really weird because sometimes my my sister in law calls, and because I say these really weird things to my wife. <laughs> Sometimes, it just comes out. Sometimes I say weird things to my sister in law, and she's probably—I mean, like she knows. Like, I'm like she's like, it's not your, it's not your wife. I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like, it's I so really, embarrassing. Yeah, I just like dig a hole. It's like just nose Jump dive in. into it, you know, head first. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. gosh! But but my my in laws were really like because they're not they're not in your business. So I didn't really I don't I don't feel like I had an uphill struggle or anything like that. What you mean by <clears> in your business? Well, sometimes you marry into families where. They're like, oh, now you're part of the family. I get to tell you what to do, too. Oh, they have a lot of opinions. A lot of opinions and a lot of what you should do, expectations. Mm, and expectations. Demands. Yeah. And, Demands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have that. My my father-in-law was, like, really helpful. My mother-in-law was really helpful. But would you they say that they were open enough so you would feel like you could come to them? Yeah, because I, like, I was thinking, like, okay, here's these, like, older white Swedish people. <laughs> and I was, like, all prepared for, like, they're going to hate me because I'm black. What? Never happened. What would they taste you? Because I mean, I mean, no, you, I don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, I came from the states. I don't know how. And, and the, I mean, now we're talking about cross cultural. You know, I just I didn't know anything about Swedish culture before I got married to Annette. I didn't know anything about. <laughs> and Swedish then you history. met Annette, and she was really whacked up in the U.S. So you two are like both whacked up. Like, hey, yeah, we're all like, hey, hey, what's up? And then we get to Swedish, like, what, what, what are you, what are you changing for? Yeah, well, you know, why are you people like this? She's exposed to her own social codes, which. I, social codes, which which are not my social codes. So, <laughs> so no, but but I think that in in our case, um, you know, I <laughs> I think I think it was a shock when Annette finally met like my family when she met my sister and stuff because there was well, like because you say your sister crazy. Yeah, my not just my sister, my whole family's <laughs> crazy. You know, she met my grandmother. My grandma's like, "Hey, baby, come on, I'll give you the hug." And she's like, "What? She, what are you talking about?" I'm like. <laughs> It's you. Like, just give her a hug. <laughs> She's like, okay. So it was like just really funny. But um, but there's other people who have a, a much harder time. Mm. And it's not, I mean, but I also try to make an effort. And I think that's, that's the whole thing. Well, in think, what way? Because you say they were pretty chill. They, so were, they were pretty, but they were like, they... In the beginning, I only spoke English. Yeah. They didn't speak much English. So I did think they hated me in the beginning. Yeah, because they didn't talk they, so much They didn't say to very you. much. And they, they just didn't want to embarrass themselves by saying weird, weird stuff in English. Yeah. And I talk all the time, <laughs> so I didn't really care. I just I just talked at them. <laughs> and, and, uh, and so one day after I had learned Swedish, I'm like, you know, they're like, no, we were so nervous in the beginning because, you know, we oh, they finally spoke to you once you learned Swedish. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, because they had they didn't have as much sweet English in school back yeah, then yeah. when they were younger, as like people have now, and so they felt like they weren't that good in English. Yeah, I felt like they were, but they felt like they weren't that good in English. And so, Swedish people they're being self conscious <clears throat> about their English anyway. And so, uh, mm. so then I found out, but they were they were always like super helpful. But I also spoke to them. You know, I, I would ask them questions because I wanted to know, I'm like, well, how do you guys celebrate Christmas? What do you do here? You know, and so I got to know them really well, too. So you showed interest in yeah. them and yeah. their traditions yeah, and how course. they do things. Yeah, and so, I, and so like when we get together for Christmas, they, and they figured out that me being a chef means that I have a lot of weird food. And so I just, I'm not traditional Swedish. And so I never get to make Christmas dinner anymore. No, not Christmas dinner. Because I'm like... You know, I'm like, like where well, like, you do you shink on? I'm like, why do we have to do it the same way every year? Can't we just mix it up? Yeah, no. I'm like, you know, we could have like halibut instead of like instead fish. of salmon. Yeah, so we could do like like smoked halibut thinly like, sliced. No, I'm like, well, it's not it's not salmon. Yeah, it's okay. 
<laughs> no, it has to be salmon. <laughs> Shark fin soup? No. Mm. Oh, wow. That would be so oh, wow. Yum, yum. <clears throat> but um, but I, I think if I hadn't made an effort, I don't think that I would have been able to establish those kind of bridges with them. Mm. Um, you know, what, and, and I was, and mm. you know, they would introduce me all kinds of weird Chris, Swedish stuff. You know, we had like traditional Swedish Christmas the first time. And we went up, and and they had like lutefisk, you know, and it smells like butt. But I had some lutefisk, but I hated it. I but now it. I eat it because I respect my mother-in-law. Really? I don't eat it because I I can't. The smell is so repulsive. But yeah, but I that's can't what get into my mouth. What Jonas Berner also says. But the thing is, I don't, I don't smell it anymore. But like, I think I think it might be just, a genetic thing. You or just something. drown it in some sauce, nah. and then just slubber it up. No, you can't. <laughs> as soon as I'm, it's like I'm like. Oh. Like this, this last Christmas, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, it's my father in law turned 80. We went to have Christmas table. And so I, I'm like, hey, I have Lutefisk. And I just opened the, the container. Lute? I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, it's still nasty. The Lutefisk is oh. um, fish that you put in salt. It's, it's, it's salted cod. Yeah. And then you put so it into sodium hydroxide or something. And just make it all jiggly. And it, gets, and it turns like gelatinous. Yeah. And oh. then you have to rinse it a lot. And then they cook it in the oven, and they make this this really nice, wonderful white sauce for it with peas or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah. just disgusting. <laughs> so you just eat the potato and the sauce. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, but but Christmas table is good because you can choose whatever you want. So you, if you don't eat something, it's okay. It, Jonas, my husband's house, they eat actually the lutefisk at Christmas Eve. Oh, really? And then they have the Christmas table at Ew. Christmas Day. Wow. Um, and I'm not a big fan of that disgusting fish, but I learned to eat it a wow. bit just to help my mother-in-law out because she likes she likes it a lot, and it's it's so so important for her. That that tradition is so important for her. Wow. Like all year, she looks forward to that yeah. disgusting fish. Really. So that's oh. what I, my point is. That I feel like as an in-law, yeah. I feel like sometimes you should make some sacrifices. Yeah. Because those things like food preferences, for me, it's really like, please, it's not mm. a big deal. It's not like you're not living with them. It's not you have you no. don't have to do it every day. Well, we have Christmas without Jesus. I feel like that's my big sacrifice. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> some things are just like a no-go. But I mean, food preference is yeah. like, ugh, whatever. But my, my father-in-law is always accommodating. And he's like, he makes stuff for everyone. Oh, you said that for yeah. your... <laughs> and, so, and, so, but I, but I, and so that part of it's like really nice, but... I mean, and of course, there's things like I wish that we could incorporate, you know. Jesus? Well, Jesus is one of them. Like, you know, my family back home, we talk about Jesus, you know, but, you know, we're not back home. and uh, But we, we usually sit around, and my, my father-in-law wants to try to get me drunk. His, his, his thing is he wants to see me drunk. Okay, that's so, a weird fetish. So he always has the, like, we have, like, schnapps and whatever. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, try this. I'm like... Just, I'm a big guy. I, I drink a lot of water. Yeah. I'm not drinking as fast as they are, you yeah. know. So every year he's like, ah, maybe next year. I'm like, <laughs> Ain't going to happen. <laughs> so then I told him, like, you know, I'm like, I'm a Christian. It's, it's forbidden for us to get drunk. Yeah. So he's like, but one time, you got to get drunk one time. He's just like, before I die, I <laughs> yeah. want to see you getting drunk. So it's just, it's just really funny. <clears throat> wow. But um, would you say that? Uh, you have such a relationship with your in-laws that you could speak with them clear or openly about your issues with no. their daughter. No, no, 
But that, but that, that's a Swedish family. Just we never talk about problems. Mm-hmm. We never talk about anything like that. So, and we don't really have those kind of things to talk about. So I don't, I don't see a channel. Oh, I think I did it like in the very beginning. And you're like, <laughs> like oh, I just don't think this is going to work out. And they were just like, like they were just so shocked. Yeah, like, why would you tell us this? We don't want to conflict. Know. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to know. Yeah, and so I, was, I learned that okay. That's that's not the kind. Of, my family back home would be like all in my business, <laughs> you know. I'm like, uh. but but I think but I think also because I was willing to, I didn't know how to build anything. I, my father in law was like really handy. Yeah. But he would just he would teach me stuff. I'm like, oh, I like to do this. He's like, okay. He goes, what if we try it this way? Like he never made me feel stupid. No. But he, he always to help. he always showed me. But I was also I wanted to learn. Yeah. And so that makes it that made it really easy for us to get along because. I, I want to, and like if I read something, like, I don't understand what, how does this work in Sweden, or the government says this, I'm not sure what to do. And he would still like explain things to me. So yeah. I was like, he was helping me to integrate, you know, into Swedish culture and Swedish life. Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to learn, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, he's like, okay, you got to do this. I'm like, no, I don't want to. He's like, you have to do it. <laughs> no, I refuse. It's not how we do it in America. Like, like it was you're not anything. in America. <laughs> yeah, and it was never. I don't think I've ever put out the American card. No. You know, or the black card. Or the man card. <laughs> the man card. It's because have, I'm a man. I'm a man. You hate because I'm a man. I have... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I have a pair. <laughs> but but I think that... Um, I mean, like... Um, <laughs> so the first, the first Christmas I was in Sweden, before we had moved to Sweden, um, we went to Hultsonda, uh, which is like... It's translated store Sunday, but it's uh, the Sunday before Christmas and what happens, or it's like around first Advent. And so the stores are supposed to decorate the store oh, windows. Oh, Sunday. Yeah, okay, and so okay. we're supposed to go there and look at all the different... But it, it wasn't like... Like I grew up in America where you have robots and singing oh, yeah. and everything. So it wasn't... And, and the first time I was like, I'm like... Is that it? And I'm thinking like, yeah. And I was going to say, I was gonna say like... Uh, that's nothing. You know, in America, and well, I was you thinking like, yourself. I was like, you know what? This is what they're used to here. Yeah, don't I'm tell them to, they're wrong. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. You know, so we went around, but there was a reindeer. Hmm. And he's like, have you ever seen a reindeer Like before? a real one. I'm like, no. He's like, it's a real reindeer. You could touch it. And the, the guy must have thought I was like a perv. <laughs> I'm like brushing the rain. It's so soft. It's so thick. And I was you just like, burp. and I'm sitting here like rubbing the reindeer. <laughs> it's like, I was like, my father-in-law was probably like, he's so embarrassing, you know. But he never said anything, you know. And I'm like just rubbing that reindeer. Like it's so soft. It's so thick. It's so warm. I can't believe I touched your real reindeer. <laughs> you know, like I get nervous. My nervous laugh. Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. Oh god! You know, and like, like the first pair of ice skates I ever had. Yeah. My father and I bought them for me. Oh, you like learned I'm it ne- here. In no, Sweden. no, no. I, I could ice skate. I mean, yeah. I, I, but your but own the, pair. But in the stage, you you go to an ice skating yeah. rink, and you borrow, and then you rent, yeah. you know, ice skates. You, I don't know anyone who owns ice skates, mm. but um, but I got a pair of ice skates. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know, we went to the store, and they weren't expensive, so he bought me a pair of ice skates, and he taught me. You know, we went out, and and he said, okay, well, you know. You can go out on this lake. Like, lake. What lake? I'm like, I'm a black man. We don't go out on a lake. Oh, no Cause, lake. Because I'm like, it's just like in the horror movies. The black guy gets killed first, and the black guy's going to go through the water. 
but he he like he would just he just kept introducing me to different different things and he said like a couple of years ago he says you know all the years he goes he goes i kept thinking like okay he's gonna think this is really boring or i think i'm making him do stuff because he goes you were always curious yeah he goes it made it so easy to get to know you because you know you were curious you wanted to learn you know and so and my father and i we get along really really well we have we like to joke a lot uh we have a really (laughs) sick sense of humor and so that made that made it uh, but i but i but i want to it sounds like oh it's just easy but it was effort. Yeah, you have to. You know, put you have to put it. that. You have to put the work in, in order to get the good relationship out. Yeah. You know, and if you and I think if I would have just sat in the corner and read a book, or now that there's smartphones, back then there weren't any. But if I had a smartphone, I just look at my smart, smart smartphone. Yeah. It might would have given them miss, the signal that, yeah. aha, he doesn't really want to be a part of the family. Yeah, or like he, he's not interested. Yeah, he's yeah. not interested, and I think, and I think that's a thing for people who are getting. Like marrying into the family, yeah. You just got to be interested about the things of family, and you can't. But they do. You can't like expect them to make everything like you had it back in your home country or in your own city or in your, your own, own family. family. Yeah. You need to just you just need to be flexible enough and adapt yourself to the new thing because the new thing is going to be part of your family. You you don't marry a person; you marry a family. What? Everyone thinks yeah. they're marrying an individual. You don't. You marry a family. You marry a culture. You're marrying other traditions than the one you have. And if your world can't accom- accommodate new things, do not get married because you're going to make yourself miserable and you're going to make your spouse miserable. Like you put your Ooh. spouse in a really <laughs> bad position yeah. because in if you're middle. yeah if if you're not <laughs> if you're not getting integrated into the in-law family, even mm. though you maybe only meet them for Christmas or for holidays or for big events, if you if you feel like you don't have a spot mm. somehow then it will be so hard for your spouse because then your spouse feels like they gotta babysit you right like you you like oh you can't be left alone with the family because yeah. you might get bored or yeah. i don't know you you might feel bad because you don't know what to do and you're waiting for your spouse to tell yeah. you what to do and what is expected yeah. um, like you become so dependent on your spouse and it's mm. a lot of strain on your spouse. Yeah. I and mean, it's, it, it's unfair, actually, to do and that. And also, what if there are things that your in-laws actually bother or you are bothered by mm. and there is no relationship to freely communicate it? Yeah, exactly. Then, exactly. again, you have to go through your spouse mm. and that's not a good way. <clears throat> your spouse is like really mm. in, in between. Yeah. I mean, you're, and, and no one is ever free with their family. I mean, of course, you know, you have your new family that you started with your spouse and you want to, you know, this is important. Yeah, it is. But family ties are, are also important and family, family ties exist in every relationship. So, I mean, you, you get along with your in-laws. Yeah, I mm. really. You even sing with them now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, allowed to join the family yeah. choir. I mean, you're like really in, you know. <laughs> but we were talking about that actually um, during Christmas with my, my sister-in-law, mm. not Anakarn, the other one. And then I said, I think for me, it was maybe easier than almost all the other in-laws because mm. we are four, because they're four kids and we're mm. all married. Um, because I came to the family when I was so young. Right. Like I was 16 when I first met. Oh, wow met Jenny and we became friends and I met her mom Mm. and we became really close Mm. and then I met Jonas and then I got married to Jonas so I feel like I basically 
almost grown up there. Yeah. Like matured. Yeah, stepping in, stones. Yeah. Yeah, like like I matured into their family, <coughs> mm. and my family is very different and it's pretty messed up. Um, obviously, they want not only bad things. I also bring good things into their family. Yeah. But um, I think I also feel like. They are like my family, like mm. my mother. My mother-in-law mm. feels almost like my mother. Like mm. I yeah. can confide in her. I know she's mm. always on my side. Like if I have trouble with mm. my husband, she's always on my side. <laughs> she oh, will wow. always be on my side. Um, wow. She's I need and to trying to help, help your husband out. <laughs> and my in-laws, they're already nice. And I feel like I found a, a place in the mm. family. I have a role. Yeah. Um, I'm appreciated. Mm. So... I always see feel like when other people in other families or other in-laws are struggling, I always wonder like, why is it because mm. of the in-law family or is it because of the the person who tries to yeah. come in or even or maybe yeah. not tries to come in at all? Yeah, I mean it's it, it's easy to give up and say okay, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's like it's and fine. They do their thing. Yeah. I do my thing. Yeah, and you have to just yeah. I mean, you have to really, really. You know, it's an act of will. You have to want to, yeah. You know, and if you really want to, you'll find some way to you know to make it happen. You'll find your place, you'll find your space, you'll find you know the, this is the di- dynamic that you have, you know, in your in um, in married family. Yeah. Um. um and and I mean, it shows up around the holidays, but even just when you're casually you know meeting and stuff like that. I mean, Annette has a uh, her aunt on her father's side and on her mother's side. I mean, on her, on her dad's side, when we were traveling back up north, mm-hmm. we'd always stay at her aunt's. Her aunt's like the halfway point. And we stay there. <laughs> it's we, important to go there. Yeah, we know we're going to get a good fika. We get a good place to sleep. It's yeah. better than the hotel. Yeah. You know, and then we sit and we talk. And, and even though we haven't seen her maybe for like three or four years, yeah. when it we meet matter. her, it's like, it's because... It's family. And I think that being integrated in the family is like really important. When we meet her her other aunt, yeah. and when we get up north, uh, and, and, and she's like super, super smart. You know, she's the so auntie. Yeah, yeah. So it's really fun because she likes, like, she likes uh, nature and stuff like that. So we always sit around and talk about stuff like that. And when Annette's uh, grandmother was alive, her grandmother, I think she was like 103 or something like oh, that. When yeah. she died, she was like really old. Um, she deserved but, it. <laughs> but you know, like we'd always go and visit her, and so so there's all these different connections. And I could have just said, well, you know, I'm not really part of the family. It was, you, know, like, you can go. You can like, go. You yeah, can go. You can go. I'll stay here. Yeah. But we always, we always went together we always visit you know there's these family pictures and you i'm there (laughs) the black guy (laughs) but i'm I'm there in those pictures and i think that's like really important because it just shows that with a little bit of effort yeah you know and and a a desire you can belong you know Uh, when they had a that uh in-laws that came from america yeah um, because my father-in-law's brother i think it was his no not his brother his father's brother yeah stayed in america and so there's an american side of the family and they came and stuff so they had made me translate i could make barely, you translate. I barely could speak swedish but you know <laughs> i could speak english so it was so crazy but but we all got together and we took a family picture and i was on the family oh, picture that was nice you know and so it's all those kind of things you know and i would ask you know my father-in-law grew up you know in a really tiny village uh, well, they had cows. They would kill their own pig every year mm. and make the Christmas ham. And so, uh, and so I would, you know, I'm curious. Yeah. That's so far away from yeah. where I lived. 
And I'm like, well, how was that? He's like, you know, like uh, we would we we would uh, change the river around so that it would create a, a big like like a pool. Yeah. And then we could bathe in it like a couple of times a year. You know, like you like really bathe. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. But you would have never known that. No. If That's I like first-hand experience. Yeah, of yeah. Like I would have never known if if I think if I hadn't tried to establish a relationship with him. Yeah. There would have been no channel to talk about these kind of things and yeah. to learn these things. I think that my father-in-law is really cool, you know. My mother-in-law, we and we talk about a lot of things, you know. Uh, and and I and I find it like um, it wasn't that hard, you yeah. know. And now I'm like I'm grateful for all these almost thirty years of um, having this family because I think that also that made my integration into Swedish society that much more easier. I was about to talk about that because now we are talking about being in-laws, marrying into a majority culture that yeah. is not our own. No, no. I mean, I think it could, no. it might be different for Swedes who marry Swedes mm. because they might have their family right. closer by. Right, They exactly. can retreat to. Yeah. Um, I was talking with my another in-law, so mm. who was also married into a family like mm. me, and she was talking about that It is so strange when they stay at each other's families right. for holidays or whatever, because she, as me too, we mm. grew up with like constant food. Like you had breakfast, you had right. like fika, you had lunch, mm. you had fika again, you had dinner, Amen. you had like you yeah. had constant mm. eating <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, and then we married into our in-law family, mm. who just have like eating as a necessary evil mm, basically yeah. like oh, okay you have to get it done at some yeah. point eat to get full just eat something yeah. that is uh, try to have it nutritious but there is mm -hmm. no real like effort yeah. in it yeah. and it's so difficult more i would say more difficult for her because she's an early morning person and the whole family is wow. a late at night person <laughs> <laughs> so she would maybe one of The first one's getting up yeah. and her kids too. And she would eat breakfast at seven. Wow. And then the rest of the family would drop in around 10, 11, 12 eating breakfast. Wow. So by that time, she It's is hungry lunch. for lunch. Yeah. But then we'd maybe decide, oh, let's go out and do something. <laughs> and if she wouldn't have had lunch, mm. like, and then the thing is when the people are still eating breakfast, there's not many people who think about lunch. So no right. one would be cooking lunch or making right. lunch. Exactly. So it's like weird for you to stand there like, oh, mm. I'm making my own lunch now, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I usually do that because, yeah. I, but I, because I'm also like, that. okay, mm. it's lunchtime. And yeah. people go, oh, well, I just had breakfast. I'm like, well, that's your issue. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, mm. Most other people had breakfast at seven, mm. so yeah. they hungry now. Um, well. So she was like saying when she comes to the in-law family, yeah. she feels like it's such a struggle to get her meals. <laughs> but then... Her husband, so my brother-in-law, mm. when he goes to her family, he feels like, gosh, people are just eating all the time. Like, where are we eating <laughs> again, again? Because he's also, in nature, he's so slow. Mm. Like, he maybe takes, when other people take 30 minutes to eat, he mm. would maybe take one and a half hours, up to two hours. So by the wow. time he's finished, obviously people are preparing for the next meal already. Because wow. they were finished one and a half, two yeah. hours ago. Yeah, exactly. So they prepare for the next thing. So that's why he feels like, Why wow. is there constantly food going around? We just yeah. ate. So oh you see, it's gosh. like when you come to your different <laughs> families, it's just so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but and, and I think that 
I mean, for everyone who's thinking about getting married uh, or who's been married for a long time and everything, uh, marriage is a compromise. It's never only one person's way. It's never, uh, or even like the majority of the time, there's just a lot of compromise. If you want to be married long, if you want to have a, a quality to your, to your marriage, you've got to learn to compromise. You've got to learn to be flex- flexible. You've got to learn to sometimes, you know, you just give space for the other people because that's what brings more peace. Yeah. You know, and, and anything, people who can't do that, who have to have it more, has to go my way, has to be the way I want. Yeah. They never really integrate into or the Or withdraw, family. like, okay, you want to do it your way, I just do it my yeah. way. Yeah, like I mean, and, and both, I mean, whether it's it's got to be all my way or, okay, well, you do your thing, I just sit here. Yeah. Both those situations leaves the, the person who's married into the family, it leaves them on the outside. You never, because they want to be you never, You never get close. You never develop those deeper relationships. You know, I, if my father-in-law dies, I'm going to be wrecked. I'll be just yeah. as wrecked as my biological father, maybe more. Yeah. Because my, my, my father-in-law has done more things with me than my, my biological father ever did. Yeah. Uh, with, if my mother-in-law dies, I'm going to be wrecked. Yeah. You know, because that's just how important they've become to me. Yeah. It's like you said, you know, she's like, she's like my mom, you yeah. know. He's like my dad. And, um, and I think that that... Um, and eight of them, they're older than, than than I am, so of course that's gonna happen one day, maybe. Yeah. If I don't go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, but but I think that it was, you know, and that just shows the uh, as a testimony this to, the, sec- to the relationship. Success. Yeah, I mean, we built up a relationship. We are family. Yeah. You know, if my if my my sister's uh, uh, guy, her uh, sambo, if he if he if he were to die, yeah, it would be the same thing. Yeah, because we we get Got along so and we're yeah. yeah and you know the kids. I mean, we're just talking at Christmas time and we're talking with our kids and we're talking about school and we just we just have fun when we get together. Yeah, you know, and and the funny thing is like, I mean, think like when I married Annette, I already had three kids. Yeah, that's a big deal. And and they just incorporated this whole instant family Mess. into the family. <laughs> I'm like, I I mean, I don't know how many other families would do that, but I definitely lucked out. With I this think family. that's something. I don't know if it's like Swedish families in general or maybe families yeah. who have <laughs> immigrants and in-laws. <laughs> but I feel like they're so generous. Yeah. Like generous with mm. what they receive. Yeah. So I think that's that's pretty special. Yeah. Because I'm sure that in, in many other societies, people were like, no, this is not my family. Like this is not children from my side, mm. not my blood. Yeah. So they would maybe mistreat them or maybe yeah. just like or not, just treat them not, differently yeah not like yeah. them too much no I mean my father-in-law taught every one of the kids how to ski <laughs> he went out they're all different yeah you know <laughs> all they, weird <laughs> they're all weird in their own weird ways no, but he, he he spent time taking all the kids out he taught them how to how to ski I mean he I mean I remember like when um, Paulina Eddie and Jonathan because they grew up in they were born in America yeah you and Jessica were born in America so he would have like signs up yeah. You know, so they could learn. He was constantly helping them to learn to learn Swedish. And that's why they all spoke Swedish really well because Wow. Because that's he, amazing. Yeah, I mean he really He made an effort. Yeah. Like a real mean, effort. I mean, they they made an effort also. Yeah. I mean, because they could have just said like Yeah, I don't but they care. They didn't do that. Yeah. Um and I think and I and I, I think that for uh our friends and listeners who are who are already married to a family and yeah. they they may feel a little outside, make an effort. That's like, our that's our point. Yes, gotta make an effort. <laughs> you you make can't it. 
do it one time. You got to keep making an effort. Yeah. And eventually you'll find your place. You and know? I feel like even though you might feel like you don't need it. Yeah. Like you maybe used to oh, by myself. It's fine. Or I'm with my mm. spouse, whatever. Yeah. Maybe your spouse needs it. Maybe, maybe your spouse needs you to be integrated. And your children need it. Yeah, and your children maybe need it. Yeah. Because I think, as far as I've observed, mm. if the parents don't have a close relationship to the grandparents, mm. the the relationship between the grandparents and the children are actually really compromised. Mm. Like you might not visit as often. Mm. You might not visit as long. You might not be allowed to be with your grandparents by right. themselves. Right. You might not be allowed to do the things your cousins are got like got mm. to do because of the relationship right. your parents have or you as a parent have with the in-laws. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I've, I've said this on other podcasts before. I mean, my, my in-laws would just show up. We had a, tons of kids. <laughs> and they would just say, well, we want to take the kids for the weekend. Oh, my gosh. That's and we're amazing. Like, you know, and, and we're like, no, no, that's just too much. No, no, no. We want to take them. Yeah. And the kids were like, yeah, we're going <laughs> grandma, grandpa. Like all of them? All of them. But that means that also your two older kids or three, also they Jessica. Would take, they would take all the kids. And go whatever. They, well, my, back then, my grandfather had a, a, a caravan. Your grandfather, your uh, my, my, my father-in-law. Father yeah, yeah. He, would have, he had a caravan. Ooh. So he would hook up the caravan and they'd go somewhere and set up the caravan. And, I oh mean, he would, he would just, I mean, and, and they love being at, at, uh, at my in-law's house. You know, and they would eat like, you know, he would make, uh, they'd make shortbullar, so they make meatballs and mashed potatoes, all the things the kids wanted to eat, macaroni. <laughs> Macaronis. So, yeah, they like folicorv, you know, so there's this long type of sausage we eat in Sweden. Yeah. And and the kids were like, they will love it. They thought it was so much fun being with them. Yeah. And of course, that gave us a break. Yeah, You know, definitely. we got a chance to clean the house, we got a chance to go shopping, <laughs> chance to get to sleep in. It's like, oh my gosh. No one's jumping in the bed. Get up, get up. It's like, oh, it's nice. You know, and it was just... It was those kind of just things. They just did stuff like that all the time, and uh, without like imposing themselves, they yeah. just but they, they offered were really, it. Yeah, and so it was really, uh, really nice. I mean, I'm, I'm when I look back, I'm always thinking how grateful I am for uh, for Annette's family. Mm. You know, because they were extremely ger- generous, mm. extremely. You know, open and warm and everything. Hospitality. So yeah, it was real hospitality. Mm. So that's um, um, yeah. So and I think I think if you look for it, you'll find those bridges. You'll find common ground. Yeah. You'll find the things that you know. And and I I mean, if you're gonna live in Sweden, you know, obviously, and if you're from the north of Sweden, you're coming down here to the middle part of Sweden or south south of Sweden. Of course, it's gonna be different even for Swedes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and those things apply. You still gotta make an effort. You gotta find your space, your place in the family. You gotta find the connection, and, and if you if you work at it, you'll build the bridges. I mean, and there are families that are dysfunctional, alcoholism and drug abuse. problems and abuse and yeah. things like that. Yeah, okay, those families don't function, but the but majority. still, but in the in the greater family, yeah. an aunt, an yeah. uncle, a exactly. grandparent, there's exactly. always someone who's There's sane. Someone else. Hopefully. In that family, <laughs> you may have to look. You have to peel the onion sometimes, <laughs> several layers to find them. But they're there, you know. Like it might be not your direct in-laws, no. but it could be your sister-in-law, yeah. or maybe the other in-law <laughs> who's yeah. also married into yeah. it. Exactly. Like someone in that family <sighs> will be in your corner if mm. you look for it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's I think it's important for people to. 
I mean, you you don't want to be part of a family and isolate yourself. It just, no. it's never, it just doesn't lead to good things. No. It's, you know, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy at all. But, um, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your many, many years of being an in-law. Well, you too. Thank you for sharing <laughs> your many, many years of being an in-law. And for those of you, if there's more things that you guys want us to cover out on this subject, of course, feel free to, to write. You know, 2024 is still us listening to you and trying to take the real life problems that you have. Oh, yeah. Send us real life problems. Yeah, we haven't had any real life problems at all in 2024 because it's only been a couple of days. But <laughs> well, we're desperate. The year is young. <laughs> exactly. So just start writing in, piling, piling them up. Um, and if there's other things you want us to cover, you know, in 2024, I mean, this, this is a magic year. It's a leap year. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this yeah. is a leap year. It's the year of the dragon. On the Chinese uh, calendar, calendar. Wow. it's the Olympics, and it's the, it's Oli- the Olympics. Yeah, which so, where? where in Paris, the Summer Olympics. Oh, <gasps> should we go? No, wouldn't it be <gasps> great? We could go there and talk to people about Jesus as we're cheering on the sports. <laughs> I actually wanted to go to the Eurovision Song Contest. It's going to be in Malmo. Oh, really? Because Sweden won. Did Sweden win last year? Sweden won with Lorraine again. Really. With how can she keep winning with the weirdo songs oh my gosh she's got magic yeah i wanted to i want to see if i can go to the eurasian song contest yeah i would i would love who do we know from cross cultures in france there's gotta be some french people from part of cross culture oh yeah that would be so cool but anyway we can we ain't no need no cross culture people we just go there we just go there anyway yeah we'll find the people of peace and we'll just move in with them. I have to get so much money I know. to buy a ticket to anything. <laughs> no, but it's a, and that's a uh, presidential, presidential election in America. Vote Trump. I no. want to see crazy happening. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe he's still in the lead. This is like the weirdest thing. Oh, come on. Last time he won, it was also like, no, he'll he never win. He never win. Whatever. I know. And now people are like, yeah, it's winning. I know. It's just so stupid. <laughs> I'm like America's just jacked I just up. I just enjoy this but kind this. of real life drama so much. It's like a soap <laughs> opera just with real consequences. <laughs> really? The whole economy of the world is going to fail. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so this I mean this year's a magic year. There's there's going to be so many things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we still have we have wars, we have flooding, we have, you know, natural personal issues. I mean, they have we have storms now in 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 all parts of the world with weird names because they're running out of names to call all the. They're storms. all women names. No, no, now now we have men's names. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a, <laughs> Finally, there was a storm that came to Sweden and it was called Hans. <laughs> <laughs> oh please. Okay. Can't get more Swedish than that, Hans. <laughs> I'm looking forward for the next storm. It's called Edward. Probably no, just a little. You know, there are no storms that are called Edward. Yeah, but it's coming. I want a I want a hurricane, uh-huh. Hurricane Edward, <laughs> the most destructive hurricane of all times. Oh, wow! I'm sure the people who are victims of that hurricane will not appreciate you. <laughs> I was like, could you stop? That was a little too prophetic. I'm like, I know. I'm sorry. Sometimes it just jumps out of me. Okay. Okay. Say bye to our listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really. Okay. Release them. Thank you very much for listening to us. Of course, there are more podcasts coming this year. And we are really, really excited about what you, our listeners, uh, are going to challenge us with this year. Whoop, whoop. Because we got wiser. Mm -hmm. We've got more knowledge to share with you. 
I went through an, a lot of crap already, so I know. So this year's got to be better. You got to have more stuff to laugh about this year. <laughs> can't have more bad stuff happening. I usually tell people if you can't cry no more, you got to start laughing. Well, else that should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> and wow. it's collecting my quotes I to know. be on a T-shirt. Do you remember I, the other one? I'm like no, I'm, like, no. Did you say? <laughs> so Lynn and I were talking, and she's like, she's like, I'm the ghetto. She's like, the like now the ghetto <laughs> tries to be, be me. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, not trying to be ghetto. The ghetto tries to be me. I'm like, that's a t-shirt mm. quote right there. You can just see that t-shirt. I can see it right in front of me. You know, it's just <laughs> selling like hotcakes. You know. <laughs> oh no, we we told people. Now they're going. Someone's going to steal our idea. We have to go on Amazon we, and make it all. all I know own. we got to copyright right now. Yeah, we, yes, we yes, yes. Submit that. Mm. Don't be stealing our stuff. <laughs> like, it's our merch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're trying to make money off of this. Okay. We have bills to pay. And okay, helicopters thanks. to buy. Anyway. Bye-bye. Okay, yes. bye, everyone. Take care. Have a great 2024. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas. And we hope to hear you again.